0: Hey everyone, welcome to A Dose of Mind and Body, your audio prescription to anything pharmacy, mental health, and fitness or lifestyle habits. My name is Miriam. I am a pharmacist who loves to share my experiences with you all with a step-by-step on how to implement these new strategies, stories from my own experiences, and more to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be and be the best version of yourself possible. I am your host. Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Dose of Mind and Body. Today we have Oscar Rios, he's a classical, classic physique competitor, and he's going to share with us his um, training style and what it's like to kind of train for a competition and kind of his viewpoint on training and fitness. So um, I wanted to thank you for taking some time out to be on my show today. How are you, Oscar?
1: Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me, Miriam. Uh, my name is Oscar Rios. For those who don't know, I'm 23 years old. I reside out of uh, Hickory Hills. Like Miriam said, I'm a classic physique competitor. Uh, I've been training for bodybuilding competitions roughly since 2018 now. So, actually, no, 2016. But um, yeah, I'm a full-time student. Most like, I'm sure most of the people hearing this podcast are also students. Um, so I do school and I do my fitness uh, on the side.
0: Awesome. What are you uh, studying for in school?
1: So right now, um, my undergrad's a bachelor's in biology. I'm going to actually finish up this summer. And then this past August, I applied to medical school. So am trying oh, to be wow. a doctor.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's good. It's perfectly in line with what you're doing, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like ins and outs, but it's definitely, it definitely helps understanding what I'm doing my like, health-wise and learning mm-hmm. about health and then bodybuilding on the side.
0: Yeah, perfect. So, can you kind of like go over what your training style is like? Because I'm assuming competing is completely different than just like going to the gym, being healthy, and doing your regular workouts.
1: Yeah. So currently, right now, I'm in what they call my off season. Um, mm. So pretty much my training routine currently, people refer to it as a bro split. So it's pretty much you do a body part a day. Right. Um, I train six days a week, typically sometimes seven, but I like to try to give myself a day of rest, but just like every other gym rat, I like being at the gym every single day. So yeah. I train body part a day. I try doing my weak points maybe twice a week. So obviously you do five body parts, and then I'll do like chest on the sixth day, and then I'll take a rest day. Awesome. Um But that is different from when I am in like, like when I'm cutting. When I'm cutting, I'm typically doing either like a chest back, shoulders, arms, legs routine, and then you repeat that, and then you take a rest day, or anything like a push-pull leg. And then the actual training kind of changes when you're in your off season. You have longer rest periods. You wanna train heavier weights. Um when you're at competing, my rest times are like thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Um, hmm. yeah, so it's a lot quicker workouts, you get more volume in, but you still wanna be training heavy when you're cutting down to compete.
0: So are you kind of like when you're on your off season, is it sort of kind of like a bulk season if you wanna
2: Yeah. Okay. So So is your
0: so is your like um what is it? Your your meals are probably a lot different than when you're in your actual cut season, then, correct?
1: Yeah. So diet wise, right now I'm I'm eating everything. I'm eating probably <laughs> around like five thousand calories a day. Um, oh, wow. okay. I'm not one to try to stay lean during uh, mm-hmm. my off season because I find myself if I'm trying to stay lean, I'm not going to maximize the growth that I have. That I can have in my off season, so I like just eat a bunch, lift heavy weights, and then. The way that I go about competing and dieting down for a show is that I, I do something called carb cycling.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, it's pretty much I'll do like two days low carb, one day high carb, or three days low carb, one day high carb. It changes the further into prep that I get. So four weeks out, I'll be at like five low days and then one high carb a day. And then between then, that's that's my diets and my off season. And uh, I'm proud
0: Wow, that's awesome. So like is there is it like about six weeks or eight weeks in between your um your off season and full season, I guess?
1: So that's all um like to the person. Okay. I actually have not competed in about two and a half years. Okay. Um I found that I needed to grow a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also wise, last time I competed I didn't do that well. But I was also the smallest one on the stage. I went in there like two hundred and ten pounds as lean as I could be but everyone had like 20-30 pounds of muscle on top of me Um, but that has to also do a lot with the whole bodybuilding scene and um, like performance enhancing drugs yeah that's also another side of bodybuilding that you have to take into consideration
0: yeah no I was gonna say I I feel like you can tell who's um, doing it the natural way versus the aesthetic way and I guess you can't really I don't know you can't gauge the two and I mean I guess it just depends on what how and why you're doing it. So um but yeah, that that's a good point. Like you could tell if someone's doing it the natural way versus not the natural way. Um but I guess um what is your why with ch- um competing exactly? Just just because I feel like everyone has a reason why and so what is your why?
1: So when it comes to competing, I kinda of just like pushing myself. Mm-hmm. When I started working out, I never really thought that I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I wanted to compete in these shows, but um I did my first one in 2016 and mm-hmm. it was the first time where I actually like stuck to a diet for longer than four weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely it teaches you a lot. So yeah. you learn a lot just through the diet in the gym. Um, you could take those like lessons that you learn from competing and apply them into real life. So it kind of just it helps me with my own life mm-hmm. and being responsible in different ways. So if that's not in school, if that's with my family, if that's in a relationship. It all transcends from what I've learned through competing. So I definitely think it's, like, it made me a, almost, like, a better person, I guess. Yeah. It makes me more inspired to do better in my life.
0: Yeah, so. no. I feel like everyone's um, doing, like, fitness, but it's kind of, like, a deeper meeting. Like, it actually means more to 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 yourself because it's, like, um, you transform, like you say, into a better person. And so with that, it's, like, it, it just goes in all areas of life so it's a good way to kind of challenge yourself and I noticed most people who compete are very like genuine people I've noticed and it's like it's kind of cool to see that like where you kind of gravitate towards that so um it's it's like part of the gym the whole gym scene
1: (laughs) no 100% and like you said a lot of the people are pretty genuine I think some people will go even into like wanting to work out they'll go into it for like the wrong reasons they'll want to be like the biggest person in the room or mm-hmm. the guy with abs or yeah
2: the
1: perfect body and I think that like it is motivation but I think it'll you'll burn out before like you reach where you want to reach yeah I is it's definitely something like if you're doing it to impress other people you're not going to have a successful career and yeah body, you're doing it for other people instead of doing it for yourself
0: um do you find yourself I feel like this is a vicious cycle with a lot of us do you ever find yourself um comparing yourself to other people like on Instagram or at the gym or just through competitions because I'm sure you've had those moments
1: so definitely when I was younger I would like I mean I was never like a social kid I was very anti-social I would I almost say I had like a hate towards the world because I was like jealous of other people and I found myself comparing myself to like other bodybuilders and saying like why don't I look like that I've been working out like Uh for so long working out so hard (laughs) And I think that I got out of that mindset when I grew up a little bit, especially like after I did my first competition, just because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a good way to think if you're comparing yourself to other people. I think it's a good way to like build insecurities and you'll never really be happy with yourself. And I mean, yeah. we, we're, we're at the gym to feel happy about ourselves, to like feel good about ourselves. And if you're comparing yourself to other people, I feel like yeah. you're not going to like, it's not going to help.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I feel like that's a common theme with a lot of us, like just people who go to the gym, we're all like, oh, I want to look like her. And then he'll get like a comment, like, wow, you look amazing. And you're like, I've been here, like working to do this. And you're just like, "Uh, it's crazy. I always say it, like, I'll go to the gym, and i will be my worst day. And I'll get like five compliments. I'm like, I feel like crap right now. But thank you for telling me that I look good. Like, it's, I think it's I think that's, where the discomfort goes like doing things that are uncomfortable or just doing things because like they're not working out but in that big picture everything kind of just comes full circle so yeah that's I think um
1: I think social media also like the whole like industry of fitness it's based around social media and I think social media is kind of like making people feel like they have to look a certain way or they have to be like as big as they needed, like as the models are yeah. or like have as big as a butt like no it's yeah not, it's, not, it's not, not
0: realistic yes it's yeah it's really bad I see it stigmatized with a lot of like girls like girls who are skinny want to be bigger because like that's in right now or just being thick and I'm just like it's like but then the girls who are thick don't want to be thick and I'm like <laughs> there's like a huge disconnect I'm like what it, it's just crazy I feel like we're always chasing something we don't have and so we have to learn to be like Happy in our own bodies because it's our body, and no one has our bodies. So it's like um, I think that's what makes me feel better—like knowing that someone in the world doesn't have the same body as you, and you kind of just have to embrace it. Um, but it just comes with everything else. Like there's a lot of negative talk, or there's people that say like, "Oh, you're not like you're. It's not working. Like don't go to the gym." Like there's so many different aspects to it that bother you, so you just have to figure out how, what works for you. So yeah,
1: 100. I agree with you yeah
0: um what is one word you would give to someone who's thinking about competing in a bodybuilding
1: so I think you kind of have to fall in love with the whole idea and the whole lifestyle of bodybuilding um, mm-hmm. especially if you want to be a successful competitor it's not easy like a lot of people go into it thinking that it's Oh, I'll just diet down or I'll work out for a couple of years, and like it'll be fine. I'll be the best bodybuilder in the world. Mm-hmm. It's more to that. It's definitely more like even to now, I find myself I eat chicken and rice or I eat like <laughs> I eat all those like bodybuilder meals all day every yeah. day like the past couple of years like you have to definitely fall in love with the lifestyle um if you're gonna if you want to compete like if you've been working out for a couple of years already and you think you want to compete, I recommend do it like don't go into it thinking oh i'm not gonna win mm-hmm. or like oh like i'm not gonna do it because i'm gonna embarrass myself it's definitely like my very first competition i went in there i mean i went in with a kind of mindset wanting to win but knowing that i probably i'm not gonna win mm-hmm. but it's a good way to definitely gauge where you are and like what you need to improve on especially i was never like shredded six-pack four percent body fat in my life and yeah. doing it for the first time it gave like it opened my eyes to where i needed to improve Where I need bigger muscles in certain areas, or like what needs to grow. Obviously, everything needed to grow, but <laughs> it opened my eyes to like what I was lacking the most. So yeah. definitely, uh, it. don't don't hesitate just in like because you don't want to embarrass yourself or because you yeah. feel like you not ready. Like just do it, and you can always learn from it.
0: Um, did you do you have a coach now, or did you have a coach like when you did it your first time?
1: So no, I I've been self coaching myself. Um, i <laughs> one of my competitions, yeah. That's
0: awesome. Um, did you just, like, learn everything on your own, or did you kind of have guidance?
1: Um, I kind of learned everything on my own. Like I said, I learned a lot through just, like, being in school. I learned about mm-hmm. eating health, like uh, eating healthy, different habits, different kinds of diets. Um, I also did a lot of my own research and just went into, like, different studies and certain diets, releasing certain hormones, and just, like, understanding what the diet's going to do to my body, and then yeah. just buying it for, like, two months, and then seeing how that works and i mean that kind of just that's how i ended up doing it myself and um i think it's definitely important for you like for anyone to do it by themselves at least once because you learn a lot about a lot about your body Mm -hmm. Um, if you hire a coach your coach is just going to go off of what he thinks is best especially if you let's say you do a competition last year and you had a coach and then you do another show the next year and you get a different coach that coach is going to have no idea how your body responds to certain foods so like I think it's really important to at least do it once by yourself so you, you understand what foods work for you, what foods don't, what kind of diets do, what kind of diets don't. And then if you work with a coach, you can explain that to them. And you almost have like a little bit of a, like an understanding. Because if you're just working with a coach, most likely he's not going to tell you exactly what's going on. Um, but yeah, I've done them all by myself. And I think it's... it's
0: Wow, that, that's amazing. I kind of um admire that because Recently, I I was training with a coach just to get like, I just wanted to know why I just had to know, like, if I do this correctly, like this is going to work. So I did it. And like the result wasn't bad. It's just not what I was expecting. And so I just was like, okay, like if I do this, I'm going to like lose this amount of fat or this amount of inches, or I'm going to go down in the weight, like on the scale. None of that happened. Like it was literally what I've been doing for years, but just like an actual strict, like, Hey, I'm actually tracking my calories. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So it's kind of like crazy to go through the process with someone but then when you were doing it alone you thought you were like doing it completely wrong which like there are definitely audits that I did that I learned but um I think you gain more if you're doing it alone because you have uncomfortable times and you can kind of like see how you gauge those and do like go go through that alone um and like right now I'm doing like a really awkward phase where I don't want to be in it but I'm still in it and it's like i want help but like i'm kind of just trying to do it on my own and and it's really hard like it's it's like not easy you want to do what's like you're used to or you're comfortable with but it's not going to get you the results you're looking for if you do that um and it's kind of just weighing out like what people are saying to you to kind of be like okay this is their opinion but it's not going to work for me cuz i got so many opinions on like you need to just do cardio and i was like if I do cardio, God help me, like, I can't, like, it's just, yeah. I'm like, it's not going to do, like, it will help, but it's not going to help me get what I'm looking for, like, and it's just, I don't think people understand it, because everyone's body is different, too, so I'm like, but yeah, that, that's a whole nother story.
1: <laughs> I get what you're saying, though, but, um, but yeah, like, like I'm, simple, yeah, like go ahead. Whole trainer thing, I think it's like, I don't want to say it's almost pointless, because, I mean, trainers are pretty helpful. They are helpful in a way that you have an extra set of eyes on you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially when you're competing, when yeah. you have, like, those no energy levels and you don't want to go about tweaking your own diet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it'll help having a coach. I don't want to, like, bash all coaches and say it's a waste of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah of you know, course, that. yeah. But, no, it's it's definitely something that you want to do at least once by yourself and then maybe work with a coach after that.
0: Yeah, no, I've, I've seen um a lot of girls – like doing powerlifting and I've always thought about it but I've asked them too and they're like they're like oh I kind of like did it on my own because like I guess you can really pick up from people's training or just like asking questions like what did you do and just kind of applying it to your already kind of workout routine um but like just knowing the procedure and like what to do is kind of all you really need to do and then like obviously getting those little in-between questions that you need um and obviously the mindset like if you don't have a good mindset and you're doing this it's going to be rough so you kind of need that third eye on you like hey that you could do this or like you just psych yourself out like I could never lift heavy in my life and now I lift heavy and I'm like (laughs) I never would have thought but like I think if you have someone telling you you can do it you're like oh maybe I can let me try it so um, that's another thing I think that's valuable with them. They kind of push you out of your comfort zone, and you're always kind of stuck in your comfort zone. Um, but yeah, that's like one thing that I think they're great at doing.
1: I agree 100% on that.
0: Um, but yeah, um, how I guess kind of going off of that theme, um, how do you stay motivated on days where you really just don't want to go?
2: <laughs>
1: so, I mean, I do- I feel like it's almost like a thing of like discipline at this point for me. Like I just I feel like I have to work out every day, Uh but um, I find myself like I'm sure a lot of people struggle with mental health, but I definitely think the gym is uh, like a place where I go, no matter if I had like the best day of my life, the worst day of my life, if I'm feeling sad, depressed, or anything, I go to the gym, Uh release all my emotions out at the gym, and I'll come out feeling better, knowing that I definitely put in everything I could. and that's definitely how I, like, on my sad days and the worst days where I feel so unmotivated to go, I just think about how I'll feel after, Yeah, and it usually helps me a lot, but,
0: yeah, um, yeah, no, that, that's, like, the TikTok I keep seeing, everyone's, like, I don't go to the gym to make myself feel better, I go because I'm in pain, and I'm, like, oh, my god, this is, like, such a real thing, <laughs> or you're just, like, really stressed from work or school, and I'm just, like, this is, like, the, that's, like, literally why I go to the gym. I'm just, like, man, if I didn't go, I'd be dead right now, literally. No, literally yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's such a good stress reliever, but people don't, like, know until they physically get into the atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, and then I kind of just wanted to, like, talk about the atmosphere of a competition. I feel like a lot of people say the atmosphere is nice because it's not, it's competitive, but it's a different kind of competitive. Can you, like, kind of tell us about that?
1: So, are you talking about, like, the shows or the people or, like, both? Kind of both together, sort of, yeah. So, um, the division that I compete in is called uh, the NPC. Uh-huh. There's um a lot of local people that are involved with, like, the actual board of the NPC. Uh mm-hmm. Chuck Sandow from USA Gym, he is part of there. He helps with those shows. The people that run the shows are, I mean, they're great, man. They're friendly people. Mm-hmm. They're really, like how do you say it they'll they'll like lift you up even if you're feeling sad today your competition they'll they'll be there they'll talk to you like when I got my very first spray tent I I was so insecure thinking like (laughs) I was looking around and I see all these dudes like 50 50 bigger than me yeah and they're they're telling me like I look great and it's just like yeah Yeah,
0: you do look great (laughs) you don't have to be super big to be good in a, a competition I think that's like the it's underrated but like i feel like it looks great too like i don't know people just only think the big muscles are in but i think it's like the whole aspect of it like you can look really good in that set of body because that's your body you know so
1: yeah it's the aesthetic of it like the whole the division i compete in is like the classic physique it's all about the aesthetic it's it's every person's body is different obviously Mm -hmm. and the shape of the muscle it doesn't matter you don't have to be the biggest dude on the stage you can have the best proportions and win the show and be forty yeah. less than the other guys. But um, back to the question, I think, I mean, everyone's great. I've, I've met a lot of nice people through the fitness community through competing. Um, but I feel like it definitely has its dark side. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are in the industry for the wrong reasons. They're like judgmental, mm-hmm. and those are the people that go in there thinking they're they're like better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you have a mix of people in like the shows, but on the majority, I mean it's a lot of nice people. I've met a lot of good people through yeah. uh, competing. I've met a lot of friends I've made a lot of friendships through competing. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's like a, a bad community to be a part of. That's
0: awesome. No, I, I've always like heard great things about it and like the ugly side of it, but I think that's like the part of the competition. So yeah. um do you have you ever done powerlifting? I think that was something
1: so I've never done powerlifting but okay. when I started working out um, I started working out when I was a sophomore in high school uh-huh. uh, my first year I would I didn't really know what I was doing I was working out with my brothers they were kind of showing me different ways
2: uh-huh.
1: um, but definitely when I was like a junior senior I wanted to actually do a, a powerlifting meet
2: uh-huh.
1: I was training I mean I wasn't doing like a set powerlifting program to like boost my uh, my lifts. Sten- yeah. yeah but I don't know why but I mean I was a junior or junior senior in high school and I was kind of like it was. I was strong. It was. It was mm-hmm. really strong for my age. Yeah. And um, I think that's definitely somewhere where I, like I found along the way that the gym is somewhere that it helps me relieve my stress and my anger. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I would go to the gym, I'd be like angry about something for no reason, and then yeah, I'd just go and that lift five hundred pounds or squat one. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just feel better. Um, yeah, you
0: really do. It's it's like that. Um it's like that relief you feel when you lift it up and you're like damn that was hard but like I, I did it like <laughs> I think it was like one one time I did like I think I did like 225 I didn't even realize it because I was just putting weight on the bar I'm like maybe I could lift this up and it's like your fourth set you know what I mean your fourth yeah your fourth set and you're like how am I even gonna lift this but you still lift it I'm like this is I don't know what kind of
1: <laughs> it's crazy like it's crazy when you're there and it's like in the moment, and you're
0: like, I could lift this. It. <laughs> it's a good but, feeling, yeah. too,
1: just, uh, to lift some heavy weights, and just, yeah. just feel that, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's but, great.
1: Um, I think powerlifting, the whole aspect of working out heavy is something that's underrated in bodybuilding currently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a lot of people just stick to machines now, and stick to, uh, stick to high volume, mm-hmm. but I personally, I like doing my compound lifts heavy, my bench, my squat, my deadlift. Yeah, like, I'll Every, every leg day, I'll go for, like, a two to three rep squat. Uh, on my back day, I'll do a heavy deadlift. I think it's just a great way, at least for me, to put on muscle. I think mm-hmm. lifting heavy weights are uh, – it's a really good way to grow.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, it's, like, I can kind of think, like, recently, me and my friend, we were in an uncomfortable phase, and we go to the gym, and we're, like, okay, we, like, want to figure out how to build – our body but like we don't want to be bulky and like we're already kind of not super small so we're like what do we do and so we we've been challenging ourselves to like lift heavy and it, it feels great but then like afterwards we're, we just feel big because like you just feel that pump and you're like and it doesn't go away that pump stays it stays for like three hours sometimes and I'm like like it feels great but then the after effects of wearing clothes you just feel really big and you're like oh and so I ask other people I'm like is this normal they're like yeah
1: that's normal I was
0: like, it's not because you can't wear like your normal clothes like I'm always in leggings I don't even care anymore because it just it does you don't feel comfortable wearing clothes when you're in that kind of feeling um but realizing people uh they admire you for it and they're like oh my god you look great and I was like I feel really big right now I just finished lifting (laughs) like it's just it always catches me by surprise I'm just like but yeah it's a great time lifting heavy um and challenging yourself and just like kind of doing one set that you don't think you could do and then you end up doing it it's kind of like the reward in all of it so
1: 100 percent I uh I don't know if you have room for it but i have some like questions towards you
2: yeah go ahead
1: so uh, you're i believe you're you're in pharmacology right i'm a pharmacist okay yeah <laughs> uh,
2: have
1: <laughs> you, you? Uh, have you like tied anything into the health like from what you've learned in school to what you're doing right now in the gym and like your whole diet wise and any yes. or have you not like looked into it too much
0: yeah so like recently um since I graduated I had a lot of time to kind of like do my own thing kind of get more into tune of what I'm eating and things um I was always kind of I was always eating less and I'm like okay I need to figure out what works for me but then um kind of did my own research and I was just like okay like a lot of foods were really bad for me and I had horrible digestion like my digestion was bad I wouldn't even use like the bathroom for days and I asked people I'm like is this normal they're like no that's definitely not normal and I was like okay <laughs> like I need to figure out what's going on so um I kind of did this whole audit where I didn't eat any um that saying it's FODMAP, FODMAPS food I think you're probably familiar with that and it's like basically um foods that I stopped eating for like at least a year and ever since I stopped, like my digestion is amazing. So it was like all these foods that I couldn't eat, like beans, I couldn't have cauliflower, I couldn't eat like anything that was very irritating that people could eat, I couldn't eat. I was like, this is not good for me. So if I ate it, I would know like I'd be in pain for the next two days. So I'm like, okay, this this is good. So I figured out that and that like stress is horrible for you. That was stressing. And that was like the main limiting factor for all of my like growth in fitness. And so I still kind of have that. It's like a limiting thing for me. And I'm trying to figure out how to manage it because it really does lag. If you have stress, like your fitness
1: is just like, and i'm like yeah it'll affect your so. sleep Cortisol levels will go up you'll gain that extra water later. i'm literally
0: retaining water 24 <laughs> 7 like it's horrible but that's like something i learned and so i'm trying to manage it but it's so hard because i work at a high stress level work and so it's like trying to be calm is not really part of my life but it, <laughs> i'm trying to learn how to make it so i've learned like my rest days are amazing for me because then my my results are better and so that's what I've kind of learned as like I finished school so but yeah those were things I kind of put to the side and I didn't think it impacted me but I think if I took a bigger look at it like years ago I could have like managed it and got better results but it's all a learning process but yeah there you
1: go but yeah that was uh, I mean that's pretty much all I had to ask you yeah
0: no yeah <laughs> yeah that wasn't that was my spiel about it but yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram. I go under the username Mexican Oak. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, can we talk about that? I was gonna say, what it, where does that this name originate from? So
1: I kind of copied it. They used to refer as Arnold. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows Arnold. Yeah. Uh, they called him the Austrian Oak, and uh, it was just like a like a term that me and my buddies came or my buddies came up with, it, and they would just call me the Mexican Oak.
0: Yeah. If you have it on your
1: little, what is it? Your deadlifting.
0: Yeah, I was like,
1: <laughs> my friend got it on my belt, and I was like, all right, man, I guess Mexican Oak it is. Yeah,
0: everyone knows who you are. See, you're so you're so well known. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, but yeah, you can find him on Instagram at Mexican Oak, and he also um will answer any questions you guys have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to share before we end today?
1: I mean, if, he, if anyone hearing this wants to compete,
2: yeah.
1: go for it, man. Even yeah. if you don't think you're gonna win, even if you don't think you're ready, go for it. You'll learn a lot through the process. It's a good way to gauge where you are, where you lack.
2: Yeah. And I mean,
1: at the end of the day, like I, I was explaining earlier, I learned a lot of important life lessons that you can translate them into your real life and literally anything. And I think it's a great lesson, uh, that you'll that you'll learn.
0: Awesome. Well, there it goes, guys. We have Oscar Rios. I'm so glad we had you on the show today, and I'm so thankful that you were able to make it. I want to thank you for coming on today. And that is all today. See you guys on another episode of A Dose of Mind and Body. So, if you like this episode, I hope you hit subscribe, rate it five stars, and share it with a friend. And I hope to see you on the next episode. And remember, it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day.
2: A dose of mine and body. A dose of mine and body. A dose of my and body. A dose of